Lisa and Shoshana are not experts at anything except maybe living their own lives. And even that, well, get a therapist. We all need therapy. Even me. Kidding. <laughs> put our finger on it haven't we when you ask a woman how she's doing don't stop it (laughs) don't do that go back to hey what a day um i want you to tell me Mm -hmm. because i know you're not doing super great no i'm not yeah it's tough time right now let's be honest because we've been so dishonest on this podcast (laughs) such terrible liars um talk about it I hate my ex. And there it is, everybody. <laughs> We're really down on that clown. Bad down on that clown. And I know it's not nice to say hate when you're trying to send love out into the world, but fuck. Sometimes I think it's important to not be embarrassed or to tone down your feelings because unless you name them, yeah. you're not really sure what they are, right? No, it's sort of like grief, like... When you pretend it's not happening, it jumps up and snaps you in the nuts when you're in the lineup getting coffee. Yeah. So I think um, I'll just go, I'll just cut to the the Chevy Chase here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, so a week before our four-year D-Day. Which breakup is, anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. breakup anniversary. D-Day we call the day that I found out everything. So a week before, uh, he came over and he told me uh, that he had a girlfriend, which is, I understand. It's not great, but I understand. But then he said, I've had a girlfriend for nine months. (laughs) Oh. It's like shorter than the gestation period of an elephant, but... It's just about human. Just shorter. Just yeah. hu- just human. It's Almost human of him. <laughs> but not quite. Yeah. And so it, it uh, triggered me greatly that he had been sneaking around and showing up and having family dinners and hiding stuff. Anyway, it was... And if we could just go back just really quickly here, um, you may be thinking out there, well, it's four years ago. He moved on. He was doing his own yeah, thing. Yeah, That is true. But as a person who has been along for this ride since it started um there's also been the projection of his um his status or his like identity as a really sad sorry person who's recovering and who just can't get his shit together and his life is in tatters because he did this terrible thing yeah he's a bad person and all bad things come to him now because of what a terrible person he was and because he destroyed his family. So he he hasn't exactly presented himself as somebody who's been able to move on. <laughs> and or he hasn't exactly presented himself as somebody who has already moved on yes. and is getting some. Mm-hmm. Right. So um all that to say my son knew about it cuz cuz he's a sleuth. Cuz So he wasn't told about it. He wasn't told, but he is basically inspector gadget so 
for those of you mm-hmm. who watch the show. I was actually on one episode. Of um, Inspector Gadget? Yeah, it was, really? I was a villain. Oh, wow. I can't remember my name in it, but okay. it was probably like Bumster. Go go look it up, everybody. <laughs> Shoshana Sperling on Inspector Gadget. We're getting sued for that. Okay, so anyway... Uh, so it's been a hard go. But anyway, we talked about it not um, healthily at all in any way. Was it healthy, how it, how it came out? and uh, Like how it was healthy when, it, when he originally revealed Originally it wasn't revealed in a kind way. And it was already triggering because it was four years to the, you know, a week mm, before my mm-hmm, D-Day. Mm-hmm. And then it, um, my son knowing about it and him having to lie to me. So that was triggered. It was all very, very triggering. And then we took a break. Like we sought some professional help and the therapist said, you know, guys, take a break. Don't talk about it. Just give each other some time. But do respect each other transparency and really keep Henry safe. A week later, <laughs> Henry tells me that his dad has made a ticket, a planned a ticket, because leaving town to go see his girlfriend. So I guess what I'm saying here is um, my ex booked a plane ticket uh, during the time, one of the days that he was supposed to have his son, he was supposed to parent according to our separation agreement, um, didn't, didn't ask me, hey, can we trade days or nothing, just sent me an email, I'm out of town these days. And then my son informed me that he was going to be with his girlfriend and her son. And so, yeah, I lost my shit. Mm. It's been a bad week. Very triggering. It's almost like it's just happened all over again. And part of why it's upsetting is that people keep saying, but it's four years ago, but you should be done with this. Mm-hmm. But like, like the way people talk about grief, um, that and that betrayal isn't really something to be grieving. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a very much boys will be boys. It's that quiet work we do in our heads when no one right and in in the bedroom at night when the lights are off, everyone's gone to sleep and we're just lying, sobbing in bed. It's like you've got your makeup in the morning. It's and, like you've got cameras in yeah. my room. <laughs> well, I may have gone through it myself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's where I'm at. Um, so, uh, wonder if. You could imagine him, yourself, doing something like this. Oh, God. I would never in a million years have a lied like that after everything. Mistakes can be made. I understand mistakes. Mm -hmm. But not over and over and over and over and over again. And then apology and then another mistake. But also the idea of booking a plane ticket without thinking of my son first. And where he's going to be and how that's... It, it it's just something I would never in a million years ever consider. And people can say, oh, yeah, but that's on you, girl. You know, you made the choice to be the martyr and put your mm. kid first. But I would argue that that's not a choice. That's just, that's, I'm born with that. I came out of the womb. Just, I flew out of my mother's parts. I think you did like a slide out on your <laughs> it's like jazz one slippers. of those curly slides. Yeah. At the, at the, <laughs> no, I just imagine you like skidding out like R and B style and yeah. then stopping. Hey, somebody threw you a mic. I and did, just on and right I came away. out and I said, "Well, I'm ready to just just do, put everyone else first. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> here I am, ready it's, to be in servitude. Yeah, yeah. Well." While you were doing that, your mother was being treated terribly. Because terribly. now we're done with her. <laughs> yeah, we're done with her. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. 
I mean, I know this has been yeah, a really difficult, like re-triggering yep. uh, time for you because there's the initial betrayal. And then I think what's inherent in this one is it reminds you that you don't get dealt the truth. Ever. And if I can say one of the things that I I have heard come out of this particular experience with you and your ex is the pronouncement that you weren't able to handle it. So you need to be lied to because you get Mm -hmm. so upset. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, the gaslighting of it's all my fault. Because I couldn't handle it emotionally, I was lied to. Mm -hmm. And and I think you've probably heard me say many times, there are no consequences for him. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you were talking about being conditioned to be like, like being like this, like instinctively knowing that you would put your child first, put your child's feelings first. Do you think that that's something that women do and men have less of an instinct to do? And if so, why? I think that women are taught this. I think part of it is in our structure. It's in Mm -hmm. our makeup, our DNA. I, I mean... I could hear a baby crying at the park and I would lactate, you know, when, when my son Not now. I try not to. Okay, good, because then we got some issues. Well, now I would do it just for fun. <laughs> but then it would be like I'd be watching TV and a commercial would come on with a baby crying. But I also think that, so it's part of the DNA, but I think it's even for women who aren't mothers, I think... There's a, and I'm going to get letters. Please send me letters. I love getting letters. Oh, my letters. God. It's <laughs> so, anything coming in the mail is Keep great. Keep those letters coming. Okay, so, yeah. No, I, I think that men, I'm going to be general. I think that men do not, are not taught to have mm-hmm. the level of empathy that women are ha- taught to have. And I think that in the DNA, it's just, there is a nurturing yeah. That is there. And I'm not saying like... And then we're conditioned. Not all men, not all women, but generally speaking, so fuck off with the letters already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we love them. We love them, but I'm sick of them. So already. when you become uh, a mom, I would, I mean, like from the time that you conceive, mm-hmm. you really think about it. We are, as if you've ever been pregnant out there, or if you've known somebody who's been pregnant, um... Putting the child is something, putting the child first is something that happens right away, as soon as the pregnancy happens, yep. right? You have to think about everything that you're going to consume, uh, no alcohol, different kinds of foods you have to be no careful No sushi, of. no yeah. honey, no strawberries, no oranges, no peanut butter. I remember it Jesus. so well. Jesus. No, I was like, oh my God, I can't have blue cheese. And then it would be out in front of me and I'd be like, how bad could it be? Yeah, not for you, Prego. And I remember someone saying to me at one point, oh, don't have a bath. You'll cook the egg. Oh, You'll God, boil yeah. the egg. Yeah. A certain temperature of bath is dangerous because you could Right. Or riding my bike after a certain number yeah. of months or, oh, you can't do, you know. And I was like, I recall on TV women horseback riding just to get rid of a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that will. Come, anyway, that we're we'll bringing, just, coming back yeah, to that. We're coming back to that. Oh, my God. Horses uh, are selling like crazy for some reason, <laughs> but only in the southern states. <laughs> I don't know why. They're equestrians. Um, they, <laughs> Have you been longing to connect with a lost loved one? Have a deep desire to look into the unknown for answers? 
Searching for some healing? Hello, witches, bitches, and everyone on the human spectrum. I'm Psychic Seth from PsychicSeth.ca. I'm here to offer you a special discount on my services just for being a listener of Lisa and Shoshana. Exclusively for you, 20% off any service with me. Fill out the message portion of the contact me form on PsychicSeth.ca with L and S are the best. That's PsychicSeth.ca and the promo code is L and S are the best. I offer mediumship, comprehensive tarot card readings, psychic readings, and many forms of magical divination to suit your healing and spiritual needs. Skeptical? Check out my reviews at PsychicSeth.ca. I'd love to help you learn and grow. Together, we can make your world a beautiful place. Peace, love, and magic. Your body's not your own. No. Because people want to touch it, right? Like they want to put their hand on your belly when you're pregnant. I still am putting my hand on my belly and it's not pregnant, but as I'm talking about it, I'm just remembering. You know, and it's cute. People feeling my stomach, like they'd come at me hand first. And maybe sometimes somebody would go, is it okay? But for the most part, it was just But like, it's also like, comes. what is the weirdness? Like, well, why do you need to... T- I'm not Buddha. You're not going to get luck. You're not going to, like... Do you want to toss a coin over your shoulder and make a wish while you're touching my stomach? Well, I don't like, know. I think there's there? something really mysterious and mystical about a pregnant woman's belly, knowing that there is a baby right there, and we're pretending it's not. Like, we're not even pretending. Well, we're not pretending, we bought but special we're not expensive talking outfits. about it or picking it, like picking <laughs> yeah. it up or doing anything to do with it, and it's just hanging out right there. Okay, can I just say, yeah. don't tell anybody this, but my favorite part of being a mom was pregnancy. <laughs> You yeah. know why? Because it takes care of itself. I know it's it really That's is fucking easy. amazing. Except, Except that you all can't, the things you can't do. You can't. Yeah. You can't have a coffee. <gasps> you can't have a oh, coffee. Yeah. That was a tough one for me. Or I like coffee. ordering a glass of wine and having the waiter go, "Um, are you sure?" Yeah. It's like, oh fuck off. Yeah. Now I know this is we were pregnant what nineteen twenty years 7, ago seven thousand years ago yeah. <laughs> but so that's probably changed now waiters are like I think you can have another one but then <laughs> and here's some MDMA <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if waiters are serving it or yet, they're but. like or just stevia whatever you want yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, but I, it it is that kind of thing where you. You get judged for mm-hmm. th- something. You've just you're pregnant and you're just showing, and you're instantly judged yeah. until you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we care so much until you've had the baby, mm-hmm. and then we instantly are like, "Why are you still? Why are you still carrying that weight? Can yeah. you get rid of it now, please?" Because. Ugh. And like also, a, we don't. Nine months ago, it was great. Now it's just disgusting to yeah, look before at. Before it was like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. She's a mother. Yeah. And then you, sorry, we don't, we don't have any baby formula. Figure it out. Yeah. You're oh, on your own. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> just so terrible. I laugh about it. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a little gallows humor. We'll yeah. cut that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So we started thinking about the concept of women's work. Like, yeah. what is women's work? Stereotypically, women's work is like um, taking care of children, yeah, cooking, cleaning, maintaining the house, um, 
uh, managing like any kind of social gatherings, mm-hmm. play dates, mm-hmm. soccer, hockey, you know, socky, socky, or hawker. Uh, so women's work basically is stereotypical jobs, like you were saying, mm-hmm. that have been associated with the with women throughout history. And here's the thing that's really important: it's unpaid labor. All of that stuff, right? Uh, unpaid labor that a mother, a wife, a girlfriend, an auntie, a grandmother, maybe the oldest daughter, your stepmother, all the other female support units in the house perform for the household and the family. Right. It's just a given. If you're a woman, you're doing... You're picking up some of that stuff. It's the things we do for our family that are necessary, but go... Uh, completely unnoticed. Hmm. The endless list of small tasks. Invisible labor. Yeah, that would only ever draw attention if they didn't get done. Right. Right? Like, no one I'm hungry. Say, Where's the food? No one will say this is on the list of things that need to get done. But if mom is there, there's certain things. Mom is missing suddenly. There might be a ton of things that don't get done. Yes. Because that's her domain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She yeah. doesn't get paid that's for a any given. of that. Yeah. Take it for granted. So the mental weight of doing it all, remembering it all, feeling every emotion in your family, and worrying constantly, that is also unpaid women's work, stereotypically speaking, generally speaking. Right. We were talking about the the idea of like imagining, rehearsing tragedy mm-hmm. in your mind so that you can be prepared in case something happens. So you're thinking ahead and planning. You're the only one who's doing it. And people are just like, if I put my hand out, there'll be a bag of goldfish. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I put my hand out, I'm going to get grapes. I just will. Yeah. And if I have garbage on me, I just dump it on her lap and she's just, it's taken yeah. away. Yeah. She just takes it away. I just take my gum out of my mouth <laughs> and I put it and there's a hand there to there's take it. There's just a hand. Yeah. Um, you know, and we teach all of this stuff to girls at a really young age, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we prepare kids girl children at a really young age i went to brownies did you go to brownies no because of the association of brown shirts badges and little chants Uh, hand uh, hand gestures above your head yes i'm so sorry that i was a brownie i feel like it's traumatizing no no you brown shirts go okay all right well (laughs) our motto was lend a hand oh it's so much better than the one i was thinking it was gonna be it's really different but our thing was like don't rest Mm-hmm. Don't relax because mm-hmm. there's always more work you can be doing, basically. Oh, my God. Right? Be and then prepared. The Girl Scouts are be prepared. The Girl Scouts and the Boy Scouts are be- – Girl Guides and Boy Scouts are be prepared. So because it's like be any ready. minute something awful could happen. And that yeah. was my mom. She used to say, if I wasn't home at a certain time, she'd say, oh, I was doing the dead in the ditch thing in my head. Oh, God. And she always said, I did dead in the ditch. I did dead in the ditch in my head. Five minutes late, I did dead in the ditch. (sighs) And now my brother says it. Oh, I was doing dead in the ditch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's part of that emotional labor, right? That's it. My dad wasn't doing it. Yeah. He's probably in bed. He'd gone to bed. He was like, who did Wake me up if there's trouble. And how will I know if there's trouble to wake you up? So you get to just sleep on through. Yep. Which um, is sort of a metaphor for how it is, because I do think, generally speaking, that men just sleep on through. It's just, I just go to work, and I provide, and I bring home the money, mm-hmm. and I and I pay the bills. That's yeah. what I do. It's really one thing. Whereas women, and remember I told you this thing, is like, a doctor's work 
is from sun to sun. But a woman's work is never done. Yeah, right. Because she's up all night going dead in the ditch. Dead in the ditch. Well, you were talking about the, the Cheryl Strayed thing. Yeah. Right? I am the list. I am the list. There's no list to hand yeah. over to you because I am yeah. the and list. When, and when the partner says, well, look at, just give me the list and I'll go. No, but even me thinking about the list is me doing all the work. Yeah. You make the fucking list. You care and prioritize with all these little things that yeah. are unspoken that you need to know. get done. You you remember that he doesn't eat red yeah. peppers anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all those little things. Like the fact that I I can, I know everybody's food allergies in the entire family. Who eats what? Who doesn't? Da, da, da. I just know it. Right. I know their birthdays and I know their food allergies. Mm-hmm. And not even food allergies. Just like, oh, she it, she doesn't like that. Oh, he can't even smell mushrooms. Like, yeah. Why do I have to keep that? Right. Well, you did that to yourself. Didn't no, I didn't. I fucking slid out of the vulva doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and also there's an expectation that yes. you will, yes. right? There's yes. an expectation My that you're the one it, who's gonna I know. My mom did it and I did it. Right. Um so thinking about the other unwork unpaid work that we do, mm-hmm. um, and this is not related to motherhood. But it could be related to your postpartum body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like you should stay on a diet or you should take care of the way you look because you're, the way you look has value in society. Like we joke about you and I reaching to a certain reaching this certain age now, where to certain we've probably said this before, but to certain ages of men, when we walk by, they don't see us; no. they just see IKEA rolling tables that are just going by it's just furniture i'm a i'm a lamp well i'm a glorp i don't know what it is for sure but i think it's and it's that thing of like i was saying to you yesterday it's oh once you get married you know she let herself go she just let herself go she stopped caring how she looked and she stopped caring what she ate or that she worked. She let herself go because she'd already got the man. Like, it's such a, oh, my God, that's so fucked up. And yet, all I want to do is let it's stuff a, go. Let it go, Just yeah. Just I want to let it go. I don't want to hold on to things that aren't helping me. That's why I think I'm in the best relationship now that I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm just single. <sighs> I enjoy it. But I still worry about all the things. Like... I have to say, like, just that doesn't that doesn't get me free of things like yesterday or the day before. I stepped on the scale and mm-hmm. I didn't like the number that I saw, and that is not me. Like, I'm disappointed for myself because you shouldn't care, but you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a shame. It's a shameful thing as a feminist to give a shit. Yeah. About things that are the patriarchy. Right. We're doing the patriarchy's work for it. I know. Hello, listeners. I'm Catherine Skinner, and I'm a reflective writing coach over at The Sacred Pen. Reflective writing is a practice that combines guided writing prompts and cognitive behavioral therapy. It's proven in supporting healing, trauma recovery, anxiety, depression, grief, and moving through life's transitions. One-on-one sessions, couple sessions, workshops, and private group sessions are available online and in person. Visit www.thesacredpen.com to book a free consultation today.
Getting back to the concept of women's work, um, you know, this work that we're talking about, like this unpaid labor mm -hmm. that women do, is not uh, included in official statistics on labor, obviously. So it means that the majority of the work that women do is invisible in right, society. Right, right, right. We have this term called invisible labor and this is what it means like all of the stuff we do for our families mm -hmm. and we do for each other and we do for like you know to keep things running to keep yeah, yeah. other people able to go to work this is unpaid and it's invisible that's right and and I sometimes I think if I went back into mediation mm -hmm. that I would say I'd like to claim the work that I did like all the work, including the nine months I was pregnant, including yeah. including the 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 hours that I actually labored. Mm -hmm. Like I'd like to I'd like to recoup that. It would be great if that was, you know, something that you could get paid for, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, yeah, um, according to a UN report, a recent UN report. Women do, for every four hours of labor that women do, three are unpaid. Oh, God. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. So part of that is in our DNA, like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like even women who are not mothers, never given birth, still have, you know, empathy levels that can be far mm -hmm. higher than men do. Yep. Um. And now, like, you know, women are about to lose, in the United States, women are about to lose a constitutional right. Mm -hmm. The constitutional right to have, to choose to terminate a pregnancy, which is just beyond my ability to process. I went through my entire life with that as a right. You know, like in this country and in the United States, as a right it's funny because it wasn't a right for me growing up it was illegal in, in saskatchewan. saskatchewan really and i i we have another podcast um you can check it out it's number um <laughs> episode 24 about morgan taller but i had an abortion and i had to drive from saskatchewan to manitoba in order to have it and when this when what's happening in the states is going on i'm thinking about all these women who will have to do this yeah. who will have to travel and i know that there are companies who are saying they will pay you know for the travel expenses and so on but if you have kids at home or you have a job like what's going to happen and how i mean there are certain states where they're uh incentivizing mm -hmm. sort of like a vigilante system where you can collect money for reporting on somebody who has mm -hmm. had an abortion and anybody who helped her right access that abortion i mean it's, it's just it's like, such a huge topic and it's so upsetting to me to to go to to roll backwards right so um the international monetary fund came up with this great uh, statistic, well, it's not really a statistic, but a fact, um, all women's economic empowerment grows economies. So they reduce, it reduces income inequality and it strengthen, strengthens economic diversification. So now women are going to lose the right to 
you know, go like, I guess, career plan, because at some point, if you want to have a baby or if you don't want to have a baby and you wind up getting pregnant, well, game changer, you know, like that's it. That's a man's going to get your job or another woman who's already had like it's so fucked up. And I think when I go into deeply into the the, the existential thinking of the right to choose. Mm-hmm. It's the right to choose what happens to my body, but it's also the right to choose my career, to choose yeah. my life, yeah. to choose to leave a marriage, to choose to to choose to be awake, to to be a seeker, to look inside and mm-hmm. see what's happening um in my world, do I want to study Buddhism? Do I want to... The, all these things, we don't... They're taking that away. Yeah. We don't have a right to... Not just our bodies. Everything. Mm-hmm. Because when you take away a woman's right to choose over what happens to her body, her whole... The trajectory of her life changes. Do you know how hard it was for me to say trajectory? I do, because I watched it come out of your mouth from very close. <sighs> <That> was... Um <laughs> Good job, Thank by the you. way. Uh, so there is a correspondent. So just like in case you have not heard of this yet, if there's any chance you missed it, there was a draft opinion uh, of a Supreme Court decision from Samuel Alito, who's one of the nine justices on the Supreme Court of the U.S. So this draft was decided this draft argument was submitted in February it leaked in March or April basically the five conservative judges have agreed to overturn Roe v Wade which is the and the the follow-up one which is Casey Casey um, which allows a woman to terminate a pregnancy and certain states have been making it more difficult because they impose, weeks like after a certain number of weeks you can't get a pregnant you can't get a, an abortion i for like a you can't get a pregnant you can't get a pregnant <laughs> and you can't get an abortion and you can't get one of those bazooka joe's nope. chewy things none of those okay uh and so life is I mean, first of all they have trigger laws in place that will go into place when roe v wade is overturned in the different individual states, because what this what Roe v. Wade will do is kick it back over to the states to decide individually whether they will mm-hmm. make abortion permissible or not. And many states have been preparing for this for years, and they have trigger laws in place so that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion becomes illegal in those states, and it's just awful. Now, so there's a writer named Ellie Mistel who is an African-American writer for a fantastic publication called The Nation. It's a magazine that has been around since 1865. It was established by... But he's old. No, no, he hasn't been. Oh, okay. But the magazine was, and mm. it was founded right around the time that the uh, 13th Amendment came into place, which is the one abolishing slavery. And he points out that the 13th Amendment makes all unpaid labor illegal, right? Like, I have a copy of it here. So the 13th Amendment was ratified in 1865, and it abolished slavery in the, in the United States. It says, neither slavery nor, nor involuntary servitude 
except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So, basically he's saying a woman who is forced to labor, to give birth against her will, should be paid. That's what I'm talking because about. Because if she's doing that and she didn't, she didn't want to, it's slavery. So you got to pay her. So this, it's sort of an interesting concept. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, it's a, it's very astute, and it's interesting too to me to see the intersectionality between uh, different marginalized groups working together mm-hmm. like that, like. I think that's that's the best. That's the best. Well, it's because like, you're organizing instead of being splintered, right? What, what did we say that was fourth wave feminism? Fourth, fourth wave. wave feminism is intersectionality. Oh, and then there's the sixth wave of COVID. Oh God, so many waves. Oh my, and then there's a rogue wave. Yeah, look out for that. Oh one. my, that God. one will tip your boat for sure. So forced labor is already in, unconstitutional in the United States. So I don't know what this. You know, like, I'm sure that there are crafty capitalists and politicians in the United States and just corporate CEOs Mm -hmm. and evangelical church leaders who are going to argue that somehow and quash it. But it really, I mean, how many constitutional rights are we going to take away to make forced uh, birth doable i mean right i'm sure people i'm sure there are some people who have a problem with uh abortion who also look at the 13th amendment and say that shouldn't be there either well i was just gonna say the thing is they're like yeah but we love slavery like (laughs) some of them yeah that's like that's where we're that's why we're trying to take the vote away like eventually we just want to go back to all like those are the guys yeah Letters, 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 letters. So in the United States, like, and we're talking about the U.S. right now, even though we're in Canada, but I would say that everything that happens there mm-hmm. is like a tidal wave that tries Back to roll to waves, waves, you love waves, it. waves, waves that come towards the Canadian border. Yeah. And there's, I'm already seeing, and you probably have too. Like I'm already seeing a lot more unabashed anti-choice activity here. Yeah. In the last five oh, yeah. years. That spe- and going back to flyers, like, please don't put bloody things, bloody flyers in my... Yeah. That's really... That's super fucked. It's super fucked. And I just... Every time it happens, I look down the street as if I'm going to see them walking and they'll have, like, blood on them. And they're like, hey. Yeah. You know the guys. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Well, okay. So... So... This is going to change women's role in the workforce right and the u.s is already experiencing mm-hmm. an uh labor shortage because of the pandemic so they're because women have come out of the workforce to look after their kids and to and their parents and their elderly parents mm-hmm. you know there's uh, long-term care centers in canada were full and they were um all there was massive waves and, of and COVID. And also, just to say on that note, like, the frontline workers are majority women. Yeah. And a lot of them were women who had retired and were asked to come back. Because right. Because they were so short on teachers and nurses. So 
Roe v. Wade being overturned means that women in the workforce will decrease, women's mm-hmm. numbers in the workforce mm-hmm. will decrease. Uh, there'll be lower incentive to um, attain a high level of education because yeah. what's the point? You got to raise a family, stay home, right? Uh, the kinds of jobs that women can go for will become more restrictive because you genuinely have to factor into that if a woman gets pregnant, she can't be your CEO anymore, right? And that means that women can't really aspire to have right careers. Now, in the, I don't know if they have made Plan B, the Plan B pill, mm-hmm. if that will also be rolled back. But like that's what women are going to have to rely on. Is, con- is contraception and a pill that I'm sure will become illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That can cause an abortion. Well, they're talking now about making birth control Im- uh, illegal, oh. so. Well, they don't want to pay. They've never wanted to pay. No, no, but they're saying for- that it's a part of the same piece in, that, they're, that they're talking about in Roe v. Wade. It's the same piece. They want to roll back on birth control. Well, they sort of let the cat out of the bag because in Alito's decision, he talks about the domestic supply of babies, available supply of babies. And think about that, like that they're actually, the adoptions have dropped off because women have the ability to make choices about whether or not they want to have babies. So there are people who want to adopt who... They're forcing this to, which is capitalism, because you have to pay to adopt a baby. So that's a market. That's so a, is this, I'm sorry to say it like this, but th- is this a supply chain issue? This is a supply <laughs> chain issue. So the reason that I can't get lumber to do my deck is the same as not getting babies for people who want to adopt. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, truthfully, it's also, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's it's so deeply mired in in racism because mm-hmm. they want to limit. I mean, people who have the means will still be able to get abortions. Yeah, of course. And that across the board means white people will st- do rich white women want. will still be able to get abortions. But people of color and marginalized communities, they're going to be the ones who suffer. And the truth is, there's a lot of that that is really really feels familiar there's a slavery tie there yeah, for me yeah, you yeah, know yeah. so oh it's just awful so we sort of strayed away you're really cheering me up i know i that's what i came here to do <laughs> how am i doing terrible <laughs> terrible It's me, Lisa Brooke, and I've got a fun new side hustle. I've always been interested in humans and why we do the things that we do, and now I have learned something called human design. I'd love to learn who you are and how you can use your unique personal strategy to improve your life, reduce your stress, and increase your flow in the world. Then I will come up with your human design chart that will tell you what your strategy for moving through the world is. If you're interested in having your human design read, reach out to me at lisabrookehd.com. L-I-S-A-B-R-O-O-K-E-H-D.com. I hope to talk to you soon. So in betrayal or <coughs> any anything, any disruption in the family, 
who generally takes care of that is the woman. So Mm -hmm. for me, and, you know, I can say generally, but, well, I'll just talk about myself. Um, It's my job to make sure my kid's okay. And it's my job to make sure he gets a therapist and that he has someone to talk to. And if he's down or if he's, if I'm, I'm supposed to check on, well, is he okay? What's happening? Is something different? Like, this is all my job. Meanwhile, I'm depressed and having a breakdown Mm -hmm. and getting therapy and blah, blah, blah. So this is the emotional labor that nobody even looks at after betrayal. It's just, it not only is it invisible, but it's almost like, well, you don't really have to do it. Kids are so resilient. Oh, that word. Oh, they're so resilient. Oh, they're resilient. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, they're fucking resilient because we force them to get over it, to get by. Um, And just so like you were talking about uh, you were talking about um, generalizing. We are, you know, for the most part, generalizing. We recognize that there have been, that there are men who are contributing so much more to their families now. And there are men who are just really invested and committed to creating an equal division of labor. You know, more than ever, uh, men are helping with household tasks with um, whether it's meal prep or carpooling or being present for their kids, taking paternal leave and staying home from families. That all is happening. And we see you allies. We we do see you, but we don't see you in my particular situation. Not in your situation. I don't don't. see that. No, No, because anybody who could book a plane ticket without even considering, oh, that's my day that that I have... I don't need to really tell her, do I choose to get therapy? Do I choose to see that I'm depressed or angry or whatever and do the work, right? Meditate, work out, right. get therapy, right. uh, do that. So I, I, ch- I choose that, right? Mm-hmm. And I choose to say, to look back at my marriage and see what was wrong with it. And I choose to see my kid is not doing okay and that I need to spend more time with him and really be open and talk to him and listen. Just be present and listen. And I choose to not badmouth and shit talk my ex in front of him. Like these are things that are mm-hmm. conscious choices that I that need to be made. My ex, I choose to take all those feelings and smother them like a body <laughs> lying on a grenade and but have it blow up inside and turn into it. an ulcer. I choose. Do that. you know what I would rather do? What? I would choose to be ignorant and ignorance is bliss. I would choose to just go, everything is fine. Tony, let's go to the market and buy some peanuts. Peanuts, not penis. But my point is. I, I'm not that guy. I'm not that woman. I can't mm-hmm. just, I can't live in a place where ignorance is bliss. I don't, I don't want to live my life asleep. Right. Whereas my ex seems to want that, right? He, he, do, he doesn't want therapy, doesn't want to do that work. And that's the part where I feel like where that's not fair. That's not equal. It's not just 70 cents on the dollar. I'm not getting paid anything. <laughs> right. 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 To do all this work, to think like, okay, I got to get better because I'm not a great parent. I'm not, I need to do self-care. Mm-hmm. I need to, to love myself. I need to stop eating 
ice cream sandwiches at 1230 at yeah, night. Sorry about that. That's that okay. Was my, no, I but bought you okay. ice cream so, sandwich. So, okay. okay. But it's like I'm unable to say no to it because I'm like, I deserve this. I'm really having a hard time and right I now. And I really pushed it on you, No, too. okay, you really did. Yeah. But you know what? My, my, my feeling is like none of that's happening over there. And you could say, you listener at home, oh, you don't know that. He could be really doing – he's not. No, Stop he's not. it. No, He's not. He's not. He's, you know what he's doing? He's spending time booking a plane ticket. Should I go earlier? Should I want to sit in the middle? I want an aisle. Like, what? should I go just carry on? How should I? Should I rent a car? That's what he's thinking. And what's inherent in this decision, too, is if you're a person who, you know, had any kind of trauma, we talked about this in the, in the last mm-hmm. episode, which you should check out, uh, Betrayal, the Worst Kind of Trail. The worst trail is betrayal. betrayal. Um, if you have any childhood trauma where mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. happened to you as mm-hmm. you watched your parents go through this, this could reignite that trauma and make you question all. We were watching that video just moments ago about how the hippocampus tries to sort out the chaos that happens after betrayal because you review all of the time mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, your partner was in an affair or cheating and you try to sort out, where was I? Where was he? Where was I? Where was he? What was happening there? What was happening? And you try to yeah. file was it this all real? away. Was that real? Right? What is the real timeline? Is that next to the fake timeline? And it's like, I gotta say, he's not doing that. No, he's not doing he's that. He's not thinking anything And like in fact, that. there is, our society echoes that too because they'll be like, it was four years ago. Can't you move on? Well, if you are stuck in that trauma, it doesn't matter if it was four years ago or five minutes ago. The trigger starts you right back at zero. Mm -hmm. It it starts you right back at zero. And it's unfair that one person has to go through it and and the other person caused it, but they get to walk away. get to walk away into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think what I would like is to be paid for my grief. Yeah, is that, that is serious emotional labor. Can I not get, I would even take minimum wage at this point. Well, I'm trying to pay you in ice cream sandwiches, but I think no. I'm, what I'm finding is that's not no, a currency that you're really enjoying. It's giving me acid reflux. Got it. Check. Okay. <laughs> no more ice cream sandwiches. Can I draw a that. card? Yeah, please do. I, I think you're great, by the way. Aww. I think you're really great, and I want you to know that uh, I will never be one of those people who say, can't you just get over it? Because I feel it. I know mm-hmm. that you're right back at zero. You've been triggered. And it's going to be, I truly believe that one day you're going to say, I feel like I'm done. And you're going, things are going to be different. But I'm here for it. Yeah. Even while the shit is happening, I'm here for it. Thank you. I really hate it. I know, buddy. It's really awful. <laughs> but you're doing so good. You're such a great mom. And you're really, you know, you're sort of, you're an okay friend. (laughs) Oh, you're such a good friend. Every week, this woman orders me dinner and puts on a show in her house for me with another (laughs) guy, Mr. Business. And we laugh and we have such a great time. This is what I want. I want to take the energy that I'm spending crying every morning 
and working so hard in therapy and all that stuff, I want to take that energy and put it into myself, Mm -hmm. into my kid, Mm -hmm. into my community, into you, into making beautiful things and peace and love. I know that sounds super whatever but that sounds perfect i just feel like it's such a waste of energy to go back into this awful place well i mean you're doing this wonderful um retreat with women on what is it july 2nd july 2nd and 3rd yeah we're doing jew witchery (laughs) talk about it we're doing jew witchery and it's through the um the witch school of canada and we're we're learning about how witchcraft and judaism meet Oh, my God, that's yeah. so exciting. It's actually really beautiful. I'm so excited. And it's, for me, like, I'm watching you really find your calling. Yeah. And at the same time as all this terrible stuff you're going through, you're feeling this stuff, you are, there is such a light at the end of the tunnel, and I hope you see it, and I hope you know you're moving into your purpose. Yeah. This is what you're meant to do. Thank you, Lisa. I love you. Draw I a card. I love you, too. Okay, so let's pull a card. Okay. Oops, the one I wanted just snuck away. There it is. Earth magic. <gasps> Be still for a moment. Quiet your thoughts and imagine anchoring your energy to this sacred quality of being part of this living earth, knowing you are part of the earth and she is part of you. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? It is really beautiful. And, you know, sevens in numerology are about pausing, being, not taking action, but reflecting. Oh. I really, I love that. I think that's, I think that's spot on. Yeah, I think where you are right now is absorb all of this. You know, it is not, I, I saw this morning and I don't know if you sent it to me or not. I think it was in our honeycomb chat online but this is not a step back in your healing this is a part of it this is one of the steps forward it hurts but it's you're still moving forward and i think you're great thank you thank you and thank you guys if you have anything uh you want us to talk about or if you have a letter for us why don't you send it to us and where would they send it, Shoshana? They would send it to lisaandshoshana.com. Well, that's not an email address. Oh, fuck. <laughs> they would send it to fantasticpants1 at gmail.com. Yeah, go ahead and send it there. And we'll, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we also, after we post our episodes, we usually ask a question online. So if you're listening to this online, just If you're listening to this on Anchor, just look below. There's a question for you to answer. Let's hear from you. Let's hear what you think about stuff, okay? I'd love to know if you've suffered a betrayal trauma, if you have any words of wisdom for Shoshana, anything at all. And with that, we will say back to women's work. That's what we do. That's what we just did. This is women's work. All opinionated opinions by Lisa Brooke and Shoshana Sperling.